Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we are going to be discussing Love is Blind, episode 6. So we're just going to jump into it. So this episode is titled Going Home. So Taylor doesn't want to talk anymore. Um, so we kind of leave off where we left off with episode five, as always, and she says, JP can talk. So, not really much there. The more exciting things with the two of them happen a little later. So, my only comment I want to make about Lydia wanting to match with Milton is why it's so stupid to me. So dumb. Anyway, so Taylor and JP are going ATVing. So they sit and they talk after they've done some ATVing and he still has nothing to say. He says, I think I was more comfortable with you in the pods. He hopes to work on things stronger um, when they get back to Houston. He does fear, though, that she will just leave. Interesting. It's really interesting that he has this fear of her leaving, although he isn't doing much to make that fear ease. And of course, for those who watched the episode, kind of already know that he doesn't do shit. So, Stacey and Izzy are they're doing something and I can't read my handwriting so I have no clue what they're doing. But um the I wrote down that the sexual innuendos are really something. My lord. Anyway. She tells him that she is in love with him. That's great. I mean I I still feel what I feel about them. And I do like her. I do like her. And it's not that I don't like him. I know people think he's a walking red flag, but I actually started to realize that maybe he's not really a walking red flag, that he still is a person trying to figure himself out. So I kind of like them as individuals. I still can't fully understand them as a couple yet, but we'll see. Anyway, so Taylor and JP, they're back in the room, and she feels like they are not where they should be. He then says, listen, because you just haven't gotten past that awkward stage of things, we'll wait, you also haven't gone past the awkward stage either. Like, I'm confused how you can pinpoint that she hasn't gone past the awkward stage yet. You are still sitting in the awkward stage. It, interesting. So I can say about this is just interesting. He tells her that you have 
had one foot out the door again. I feel like he's very much projecting. I don't I think she's had one foot out the door. I think she's been very confused because they're relationship in the pods is not reflecting on the relationship they now have outside of the pods. And it's not like it's, you know, a minor change that they need to adapt to being with each other. It's a drastic change in communication. And it's, yeah, (laughs) it just, it doesn't make sense. And I think she was sensing that something is off, this doesn't make any sense, and I don't appreciate him kind of gaslighting her because, as we see, that's literally what he does, because he's putting it on her as to the reason why things are the way they are in terms of the communication, yet it's him. It's always been him. He's the reason why there is... um bad communication, lack of communication, the communication that was in the pod isn't here. That's all been on him. And it's like, so you had to put it all on her, make her think she's going crazy in the meantime. And meanwhile, it's been just because you're an absolute asshole. Anyway. That's like said while watching this was, can I revise my prediction now? Because how could I have gotten it so wrong? Uh, so wrong. They didn't even make it out of Mexico. They couldn't even get back to Houston before they break up. It's just, just spoiler alert, but it's just ridiculous. Anyway, she sees she can either she says that she just needs some time um says that she really hasn't changed and then he again just let's push the gaslighting narrative here he then says to her that she is steadfast in the fact that it's awkward just like you're steadfast in the bullshit you're about to spew sir and I, I have my thought. Obviously, I have thoughts and potential theories, but you know, let's get into it. So he says, "I'm trying um, to have you change your mind. Change her mind on what? I'm waiting for you to change your mind on your thoughts and views on. Look at there." <laughs> She acknowledges that, you know, maybe it's not working. And she says, it's been since the reveal. Like, you've been acting like this since the reveal. And that's 100% true. Since the reveal, she sensed the awkwardness. We, as the viewer, sense the awkwardness. And that awkwardness could have, and it was, at least for me anyways, was chalked up to be, oh, he's just awkward. And because he's nervous, because he's seeing her in person versus talking to her at the pods. But 
kind of seeing that now in the lens of the, the shit he tells her in a second is like, wow. So you're so in your fucking head about how someone presents themselves to you when that doesn't, that shouldn't make or break anything. Anyway, I also wrote down that I felt like this was the first time or the most that we've seen him talk since the pods. And it's funny because she actually says that a little later as well, that he's really has a lot to say here. So he then says that I, you know, get that you tried to paint yourself in a good light. And he says, if you would have presented yourself with no makeup on, it would have been better. So, you're going to determine your life with somebody because they were wearing makeup. And he says, like, I... You would look better without makeup on or whatever. And I'm going to, well, we're going to get there because he kind of says something to make it sound better, but it, it doesn't make anything better. So basically, like I said, how she looks determines everything. And it's ridiculous. But he takes this, it doesn't end here. He keeps going and he says that it made her look fake. So, and listen, I'm not one to wear makeup. I was brought up not to wear makeup. I wore makeup during, you know, certain moments, palm, you know, whatever, you know, formal dances like that, like graduation type stuff. Um, I did dance, so I always put makeup on, recitals, and stuff like that. I, my wedding, like, that's, there's been moments in time where I will put makeup on. But I've just never been a huge makeup person, but been brought up that way. Um, it's kind of one of the things that are ingrained in me. But if I choose to wear makeup, I would like to think that my boyfriend is going to accept me for me no matter how I look and he's going to turn around and tell me that I look fake. You know what I mean? I would like to think that in those moments where makeup is necessary or whatever or is a choice that I make, he's going to not tell me I look fake but tell me I look beautiful. And especially in this case where she's putting on makeup because she's meeting you for the first time and she says this, I wanted to look presentable to you. I wanted you to think I look beautiful. And for her, feeling and looking beautiful might include makeup. But she does say that I also do it for me. It's something that I like to do for me. She shouldn't have to be with someone who's going to tell her how she should do her makeup. 
it felt very controlling. And the, the parallel that I put with that is like Sarper and Shekinah, him telling her how she, should, like what her weight should be, what makeup she should have um, on and what clothes she should wear. It's the same idea, except this guy is targeting the makeup and this could be a gateway for him to control her in other ways that might not end with the makeup but like this is clearly a way for him to have control over somebody i don't give a shit that if you don't like the makeup or not but there are moments in time where makeup is necessary like again i feel like we've seen this before if she's wearing makeup like on her wedding day are you going to turn around and tell her she looks fake are you really going to do that you know what i mean it's just so unaware of life that it it's saddening and for a man to tell another to tell a woman how she should look no matter what that may be is also just so blatantly disrespectful, blatantly ignorant, and tone deaf. And this guy is all of the above. That's just the tip of it, though. I'm sure there's a lot of other things that he has going on with him, but that's just the tip of it. It's just, it angered me made me feel horrible for her, made me mad at myself for thinking that these two were going to make it work and we're going to go the distance because he's an absolute asshole. And the fact that you decide to not talk and get to know the person you're supposed to be marrying at the end of this, all because she's wearing makeup and to you that's fake, then sir, you're not ready for any kind of commitment. Not at all. You are a sorry excuse of a human, and you really should, A, personally, I think you should say the fuck alone, and no one should have to deal with your nonsense. But the world we live in, everyone deserves to find their other half, so before you do that, then you should consider some therapy and find out why you have such a visceral reaction to a woman wearing makeup. Something so small, something so just basic and, and for you to have an argument or a disagreement or this kind of reaction so petty is something you need to tackle before you allow any woman to have to deal with you personally. I'm sure he's a great guy in other other aspect. He, I believe, is a firefighter. I'm sure he's fighting the good fight with the fires and whatever else that, you know, come their way. But all that aside doesn't mean that you're someone that should be in a relationship. I think he has some demons he needs to tackle. 
And don't let somebody else have to deal with their demons until you have dealt with them yourself. But there's a lot more here, so my rant's not fully over, I'm sure. But um, yeah, so he then starts, you know, saying to her that she's caked on her face her fake eyelashes. I mean, again, sir, have you never been with a woman? (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying that fake eyelashes are the way to go. I think some women go crazily overboard with their eyelashes to the point where if you blink too much, you might fly away. But I'm I'm not saying that, but there are some people who are not blessed with long eyelashes. That's the look some of them want to have. And honestly, I feel like Taylor's eyelashes, I've never noticed them. And usually if they're too long, I notice them. So that says something. I don't think she has crazy eyelashes, clearly, because if she did, I would notice. So it's not like it's crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I didn't, I haven't noticed, but usually I notice the long eyelashes. So, um, some of them want to tackle that look of long eyelashes for whatever reason. And one of those reasons are they just don't have long eyelashes and they want to have that, or they have minimal eyelashes and they want to have that. Whatever reason, don't shame a woman because they have fake eyelashes. At the end of the day, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm not wearing them. I have fortunately been blessed with long eyelashes, whatever, um, not like ridiculously long, but I have long enough eyelashes and whatever. And some people will say, oh, and then, and again, who's to know? I don't know if she had fake eyelashes on. She could have honestly had mascara on, which gives you the effect if you already have the eyelashes of having long eyelashes. But it's just like, what actual fuck is happening right now because like listening to how he spoke it's like have you never been with a woman who's had to wear makeup have you never been with a woman wearing makeup are you trying to seriously tell me that you're not attracted at all to women who have worn makeup in front of you or whatever are you really trying to tell me this it doesn't make any fucking sense that you are a man in the 21st century, 2023, who isn't been with someone wearing makeup at some point in their life wearing makeup. What is the f- I'm literally completely flabbergasted by this man. Because I'm like, this cannot be possible. Like even me, like I said in the beginning of this, I'm not a huge makeup person. I've not been brought up to wear makeup. Um... It's just how I was brought up. But that's not to say that I've never worn makeup. Like I said, I have worn makeup. I've worn like lip gloss, which is technically makeup. I've worn blush here and there. I've, you know, when I never had interviews, I would do the blush. I would do things like, you know, when we did in-person interviews um, prior to me having my job now, um, I would wear some form of makeup. It's not fucking possible. It's just 
not fucking possible to find a woman in this day and age or in any day and age really and truly who has not worn makeup a day in their life. This is not possible. And then not to mention you're going to marry somebody, so chances are she's going to wear makeup. You, there are, there are men <laughs> out there in the world who put on makeup. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, I don't. I know he's a man's man and whatever and men's man's man don't wear makeup and stuff like that, but it's just like, and that's when I wonder, is it more about the fact that it rubs off on him? Is it he doesn't like the look, the aesthetic? Like, I, I, I don't get him. This guy's an absolute idiot. I don't get him. Let's continue. So, um, he says that she put on a lot of makeup, um, and I guess when they did the reveal and how it was all over his soon afterwards. So like, that's why I wonder, like, is it about the fact that it's going to rub back, back off on him or like what's going on here? Because so again, you are a heterosexual man who is attracted to women who then in turn would probably wear makeup at some point, whatever. And then if you kiss them or hug them or whatever, yes, it's gonna, it's gonna wash off though. Motherfucker, it's gonna wash off. Makeup doesn't just sit on your clothes. It does wash off. Depend, like maybe like mascara or whatever might be harder to wash off, but it's not like it's gonna just, it's like, Again, sorry, I don't want to put it here, but if you don't want makeup rubbing off on you and you don't want to deal with it, may I suggest not being with women? I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Because at some point, like I said, you're not going to come across a woman who doesn't wear makeup. Or not so much who doesn't wear makeup, but who hasn't worn makeup a day in their life. Like, I want to know, where does the line cross? Like, when can I wear makeup versus when can't I? You know what I mean? And again, she's a working woman. She's a teacher. She might want to wear makeup. <laughs> even if it's a little makeup. Even if it's like, you know, eyeshadow and like blush or foundation or whatever. What's the problem? Guy's fucking delusional. Anyway. So, she says, nope, I am done for tonight. I'm done with this conversation. She does get up off the bed and walks away, but then she does come back. And she says, I wanted to look my best for you, which I didn't mention before. And this is something women do. We wear makeup. No shit. He takes this absolutely way too deep and says seeing her with the caked on face so he keeps saying that shit um made him wonder if this is an everyday thing so <laughs> so 
but it goes deeper. And he says, basically, um, putting on a completely different face. So, okay. What? <laughs> so, what I'm trying to remember here, if this is more something that is so deep rooted that he actually needs, like, really and truly, I'm being serious here, actually really does need to go to therapy because he's the one who said that his mother was really harsh to his sisters. So I wonder if this is like quote unquote mommy issues that he's having, which I'm not trying to make a lighter joke of this because I'm, I'm being very serious here. I wonder if it has something to do with that. And that's where the issues are because I'm wondering, I'm no doctor, but I'm wondering if him equating makeup to fakeness, to putting on a different face, um, which makes him think because you're putting on a different face that you're fake. I'm starting to wonder, kind of talking this through, if this is because his mom would be horrible and mean and mentally abusive to well, all of her kids really and truly, even though it was maybe directed to his sisters, it, it affected him obviously in a different way, but it affected him. And I wonder him seeing like, oh, she's putting on makeup. And when she puts on makeup to go to work or whatever, she becomes a different person. And when she takes that makeup off, then she is my mother and she is this person who is hurting us. So she's fake with the people outside of her home and she is quote unquote her real self with her children. So I do wonder if he's kind of equating the two. So, I mean, that's my theory. I'm not a therapist. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm none of those things, but I'm just a viewer watching this and wondering, like, do these two things go together? Because, again, not to, like, not to say he's going to be like that or anything, but anytime you see these men who do end up killing people or hurting people, um, it's usually with, with this kind of issue with mother issues and stuff like that. It usually is because they're trying to create a substitute to their mother. Unless you're, unless you're, um, what's his face? What's his name? Kemper. That's it. Unless you're Kemper. Then who needs a substitute, right? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Probably not going to edit that out, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, that's the dark, dark, dark side of things. But that's what I'm just kind of wondering. Like, this is, I'm attacking somebody for their choices and their makeup because it reminds me of my mother. She was fake. So, how do I not know you're fake? That's what I'm wondering. 
and would explain maybe why he's maybe had failed relationships. If he's had failed relationships, I mean, I'm going to assume that you're on the show, so you've had failed relationships. It's just, you know, I I feel for him, but at the same time, I'm just like, you should have maybe done the work at the same time. And I know sometimes it's hard to admit you need to do the work. Maybe you should have done the work. He wants this face that she has now, the face with no makeup on. But that's not up to you. And she says, you didn't know this face before. So how can you make a judgment at the, the um, reveal when you didn't know my makeup face, you didn't know my non-makeup face. You didn't have a face to look at. We've been talking to each other through a fucking wall. like, And he doesn't seem to understand that as she's saying it. But she has to say it again. Like, you did not know a face. You knew a voice. And you fell in love with me based on my voice and the things that I said to you. And the things we connected on. It kind of takes away from the entire experiment where after the experiment you say mm, now you see i don't like that because you're wearing too much makeup it takes away from the fucking experiment and i would say that about anybody who comes out of this i i said it even about arena and zach when that was over and done with you judged a person right off the bat and that's not the experiment. And it was worse coming from Marina because this was a person who had dealt with, you know, her looks on being maybe quite what she wanted it to be, being judged for that and bullied because of it. And I don't know his his life in terms of how he looks and how he deals with that. If he's had any issues throughout life with, with that, I don't know. But you are judging a person based on how they look, although you went through this experiment to bypass that, and you immediately judge her for it. As soon as you see her, you immediately judge her for it. And you create this narrative in your mind of, I am no longer attracted to you. The minute those doors opened, I'm no longer attracted to you because you're wearing too much makeup. Give me a fucking break. I just, ugh, anyway, um, he says, um, this is why he just wasn't communicating with her. He basically says that the makeup fucked him up so badly, I guess into silence. And I'm just like, if makeup can make you not communicate with your partner, again, you should not be in a relationship, a committed one at that. You should stay single and work on your stuff because you're not going to be of any, you're not going to, I don't want to say if you serve value, but you need to be right with yourself, right with your mental state before you enter into a relationship. And also, you need to learn how to respect women for everything that they are and everything that they have to offer. Makeup, without makeup, whatever. 
you need to you need to understand that before you also enter into a relationship. Because if you can't respect a woman and the choices that they make when it comes to their makeup choices, then you're gonna be single for a long time. It's like, um, so he then tells her just don't wear the makeup and everything's gonna be fine. And she says, I will do what I want. Amen. And he says, go on then. They're basically inviting her to leave. She says, I am done with this convo. Again, she says she's done with the conversation. He says, good. That's fucking lovely. And he continues to say that he doesn't understand what he is saying that is bad when he says he prefers her without makeup. Um, and I said here that, but that's not what you're saying. You're not, you're trying to twist the words and make it seem like you're complimenting her. You're not fucking complimenting her. You're not saying, oh babe, you know, no matter what, like you look absolutely beautiful without makeup, with makeup, whatever. You're not saying that. You're not complimenting, because I think some women can, I'm not saying all women, I'm saying some women could feel insecure about being around men without makeup. Um, but, you know, a man can say to her, you look beautiful without makeup. You, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a right way to say that, to compliment her with when she is no makeup, fresh face, all of that. You can, great ways to say that. But that's not what you said. You literally told her, you look shitty with the makeup on. I don't like you wearing the makeup on because it's caked on and you look fake and this and that. So because I don't like it, stop doing it. And never want to see you with makeup on again. You can throw this, sh- this shit out. You don't need it because I don't want you wearing makeup. That's what you're saying. That's the problem. You're not complimenting her. You're judging her. And for him to say, kind of at some point here, he says, you know, some of them would be happy that I said this. But you're being mad at me because I, I said this and I don't understand. And it's like, any woman, the way you've just worded it, would be upset. And I guarantee they have been upset because, sir, you're single. There's no way fucking hell that he hasn't said this shit to somebody else. I'm sure some women have gave, have given in and and chosen to not wear makeup because he they told him he told them to. Um, but in the long run, like no one wants to live their life being controlled by anybody. Doesn't matter who that person is; they don't want to be controlled by them. So chances are, eventually, a woman's gonna get sick and tired of that and say, "Fuck it, I'm out." And as soon as they are, they're out with makeup on their face, or. You know, for some men, it's they like long hair, and you know, they a woman finally leaves and cuts their hair and whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's the energy he's giving. Of you know, you need to look a certain. He's giving sharper energy. Like I said earlier, you're giving sharper energy of you got to have this weight and you need to look this certain way. Um. 
because you are a doll. You're not a human. You're you're my plaything. I'm not saying he's going as far as that, but it's just no respect, no boundaries to her likes and dislikes and her wants and her needs. So he says that he doesn't care if she um, stays with him tonight. Like he literally doesn't give a shit if she leaves or she stays. Cool. Great. So they are trying to find the good in each other right now, which I don't understand why. Like they're complimenting each other to some extent or whatever. And I literally wrote, nope. <laughs> Stop it. It's done. It's over. Like, why are we, you know, beating a dead horse at this point? And, um, this is where I wrote that I would like to revise my projections because this fucking guy doesn't deserve to have her. So, um, anyway, she does finally leave and, um, she'll be staying in her own room tonight and they will be touching base, I guess, in the morning to talk. So now we see that we're going to be heading back to Houston. Now it's the next day. But before we do, we have more with Taylor and JP. So he admits now that um, he was, if this was partly his fault, no, sir, this was all your fault. This whole fucking thing was your fault. Your reactions to this was your fucking fault. This isn't a partially your fault and partially her fault. And no, 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 sir. In the words of the law, you hold 100% liability. That's all on you. Like, I, I, how is any of this her fault? How is any of this her fault? How does she hold any responsibility to this. She didn't walk in the room and say, you know, I really hate it that you keep wearing America shirts and shorts and America. Like, you know what I mean? She she, she didn't say that to you, although I would have, <laughs> but she didn't say that to you. No, you told her she wears too much makeup, even though nothing that matters, but let me just preface that I thought she looked beautiful. Other reveal. I didn't think she wore too much makeup. I thought whenever she wore, complimented her. So what the fuck are you talking about? Fucking delusional motherfucker. Anyway, he wants to work past this. No, 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 no. There's nothing to work past. You need to work past your insecurities and your issues on your fucking own. I can't help you, and nor do I want to. Um. So, um, yeah, he doesn't you know, get back to where it was. You can't go back after you've said something like this to a woman. There is no going back. You have fucked yourself. You have screwed the pooch. You have done whatever things that you say in a moment like this like you you've done all of the things there is no turning back there's no turning back and the fact that you think that it's possible to turn back time 
sorry, not in the words of Sheriff. I could turn back time. I, I will not find a way. And you cannot take back the words that I've heard her. So, I, no, there's, there's nothing you can say or do. Um, so, um, she says, listen, how I felt in the pods, I could have stayed there the rest of my life with you, and I could have pictures spending the rest of my life with you, but now, not too, not so much, sorry, not so much, she said, um, we are just not what we, where we should be, and she doesn't feel he is the man that she fell in love with in the pods. That is for damn certain. This man is a complete fucking stranger. This man is not who we saw in the pods because he got so fucked up by her makeup. Anyway, she, um, she thinks, um, the make thing the, oh, sorry. So, yeah, she thinks that the makeup thing is um, an excuse on his part. She doesn't feel comfortable anymore, and she doesn't think that they should be engaged or be together. So she's officially done. This is done. This is over. And he um, wishes that they would have you know, healed things and worked on things um, from the first day. And she said, you know, maybe they could have changed things. Who knows? And he apologizes for making her feel that way. So then why did you ever make her feel that way? Um, yeah, so he's sorry. Um... But they do get up and they hug each other. And he says he's sad. I don't care. She walks away and she still thinks that, um, you know, they did fall in love. But, you know, the physical world. Sorry. Okay. Let me go back. She does say that, like, she still feels like love is blind um, because she did fall in love. But the physical world change things and she feels like there was nothing there when they hugged and they kissed and I'm assuming she's referring to when they met um in the reveal which is interesting but yeah that's it that's it for Taylor and JP and like I said I would like to revise my predictions but I guess I'm over three at this point um so we see that we are not back in Houston and of course we see Nick and Vanessa and we see the couples kind of telling their family and their friends that they're engaged so 21 days until the wedding Stacey and Izzy are you know just talking wedding plans fun fun and then uh, Milton and Lydia 
he's sitting on the counter, which apparently is something that he does. He just does because he can. And Lydia's not about it. She says, we have chairs for a reason. I kind of have to agree with her. So Milton doesn't have much of a work-life balance because he is the younger guy. If they need him somewhere this time, kind of give him short notice, short time notice. Um, he had asked us to be there, which means that because she is off work at the time that he needs to start work, they're probably not going to see a whole lot of each other. But the silver lining, he works four days and he's off for three. So there's that. So then it's like Izzy's mom is fully on board with everything that's going on here. She questions whether or not Stacy's really in it. This is the right girl and whatever. And, you know, she's obviously having some doubts and which is then creating Stacy to have some doubts because she's thinking, does she just not like me? What's going on here? But, you know, she knows that sorry so his mom knows that it may be more about him than it is about stacy because the mom says apparently to him that she knows that he's not really ever fully confident with a partner so what is different about her because that's basically what his mom is trying to figure out so then we're going to go see Milton's apartment. And y'all, it is pretty freaking bare. There's not much here. But we do have a cow rug. And I think we have another one in the room. His room. Uh-huh. It was fucking ugly. <laughs> I too would say, the fuck you say about this cow rug? The cow rug is coming. I don't know where it's going. But sure as hell ain't coming to my house. And apparently he just like has like at least we saw one wad of ones that he apparently takes to the strip club. The life of a 24-year-old, I guess. Anyway, he also has a microscope that um, he's pretty protective about. And he like says to her, don't touch anything. Don't touch any of the settings. Don't touch any of the knobs. Because the thing is really fucking old. It's going to fall apart. And every time it falls apart, I have to put it back together so I won't touch anything. Anyway... His roommate, Josh, I think that was his name. I think I got his name right. Anyways, he comes in and she tells Josh, you got to keep the rugs. <laughs> Apparently, Josh does not like the rugs either, so he doesn't really want them. Um, but now they're going to get Liddy and Lydia doesn't know what that means. I'm going to chalk this up to her English being her second language. But I feel like everyone knows what Lily means. Anyway, um, Josh is also a Pokemon person. For that Molten's a Pokemon person. But his roommate is as well. Great. <laughs> Milton has been barred, I guess, from these competitions. Sure. So then, Josh... Or Milton, one of the two, have Playboy magazines. Are we in them like in 1980? <laughs> Who just has Playboy magazines just lying around? There's porn. 
there's a porn hub or something. You know what I mean? Like, what? Or if you want to spend money on something, there's only pants. I, I, okay. Um, so Josh thinks that Milton is ready for marriage and gives his reasons why. I'm not going to go through that. We're going to go on to the next people. Or really, we only have two couples, so we're just kind of bouncing back and forth between the two couples at this point. So we are going to Stacy's home. She has bought a home that she is kind of in the middle of renovating. Um, but this will also be his home. So she has a trophy that says um snappy Stacy or something like that. Snappy Stacy, which I want I want to know why. Um anyway, she has a very nice closet. She has her sparkly clothes in one spot. She has her jackets in another spot. She has her shoes in one spot. You know, she's, she's, she's organized. She's very organized. Um, but now she says she wants to talk some finances. And she says to her it's important when it comes to savings and stuff like that. 401k. She is thinking ahead about, you know, if the HVAC goes out, she says it most likely will because this is an older home. I don't believe it's been changed for a while, so it's probably going to go out. That's $20,000. So she thinks ahead. And she asks, like, if it were to, and when it, you know, has to be changed, like, how would that work in terms of the finances? Like, you know, do I deal with that? Do do we both deal with that? And he says that he would like to handle like the house things over that on a 50-50 basis. And um she doesn't ask like what about dinners out? And he says, Well that just depends. And she says, No, it doesn't. The man always pays. Why we're in the twenty first century. Why does a man have to be the only person who pays for dinners out why can't you pay for dinners out i'm not saying you should you know go have these i'm not saying that i don't agree with that but like you can't pay too i don't need a man to pay for me every time i go out i can pay for my damn self i work i I work hard for my money you know and he also works hard for his money so like it doesn't have to be just him i didn't like that personally but and for someone who says like she's independent she does her own thing i'm like i wasn't expecting that from her actually um but she says that she's never split dinner before you don't need to split dinner you can pay once and you can pay the next time like what the fuck um so she doesn't want a man to pay for everything in the same light. She just doesn't want to pay for dinner. Um, she just says, like, for her, it's important that she doesn't hurt for money. She says she comes from a family, I guess, that really worked hard for their money. And she doesn't want people to rely on the money that comes from her family. She wants people to basically think that she has no money and that 
her dad can't come and bail them out of situations, even though he financially probably can and would, but she just doesn't want people to take advantage of her. I believe it was the term she used. So which is again one hundred percent understandable. Um but that still doesn't mean that you can't pay for dinner. You know what I mean? But anyway, she also says that she wants to be able to have like the night the, the finer things in life, go on nice trips and eat nice food. And he says like he isn't really used to a woman who wants the finer things. Um, because he's kind of more used to more laid back women. And she mentions, mentions that, and I think I said that already about the family and everything like that. So, um, you guys do seem to, you know, come to an understanding and come to an agreement here and work on those, seem to be on the same page with that. But I still found it really interesting and made me think back to what Johnny said of, the problems will start when they're out in the real world. I hate to say it, but was she right? We'll see. But um, now it's 18 days before the wedding. And we see Leah just sitting in a restaurant, waiting for someone. Trying to act like, I don't know who she was waiting for, but you know what I mean? We all know what she's waiting for. And then we see UJ walk in. And I wrote... Oh God, here we go. And he says, he, he gets to the table, he sits on the table, and he says, I guess we have a lot to talk about. And he says that I regret, or she says, I regret leaving you like that. And I do love you. And she talks about her connection with him. And then says, my heart is still in your hands. And she wants him. And she still wants to be his other half. And that she would marry him. And I wrote, no. Oh God, no. Please, no. No. Basically picture the Michael Scott meme. When, for those who are Office fans and watched that episode, when he realized Toby was coming back. Yeah. After he moved to, where was he going? Puerto Rico. I can't remember. Colombia. One of those places. Anyway. Yeah. That mean. That's the meme. That's, that was my, that was my case. But, um, that's it. That's it for episode six for Lift's Mind. So episode seven will probably be a little late. I'm going to try to get it out to you by Saturday um, afternoon, um, just because with timing and everything, um, planning to do it that day with Sharon. So we will get Sharon back on. We can talk about these three episodes on the whole, um, talk about this episode, obviously, mainly, but we can kind of talk about um, situation with JP and Taylor, um, as well as I haven't finished watching episode seven yet, but whatever the fuck happens between Elia and UJ. So we'll be talking about that, of course, obviously, but yeah, so I'll have that to you by, by Saturday afternoon is my goal, hopefully. 
But uh, again, this patience is greatly appreciated by everybody and thank you for it. Um, but in the meantime, I will be working on getting the 90-day episodes over to you so you can enjoy. Um, but that is it for episode six of Love is Blind. So if you like what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. That's going to help with our growth. And we really want to grow this podcast. Another way you can grow it is by also rating and reviewing us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The links to those podcast links to the Spotify and Apple Podcasts will be in the show notes. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps, but if there is an app that you don't see us on, that you want to see us on, please let me know and I can get that up on that podcast app. If you are an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by connecting with us on either Facebook at Reality Tea Times 2 or Instagram and threads at Reality Tea Times 2 Podcast. You can also email us. We would love to hear from you. Also, if you want to guest on the podcast at some point, whether we talk about your favorite show or just get to know each other, you can email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com and you can make that request and we can talk and we can figure that out. So you can email us at that email. We have a new website where you can get links to everything. You can get links to our Facebook page, Instagram page, threads, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everything your heart's desire, as well as we do now have a Discord. So you can you can follow us and talk to us on the Discord app. You can get all of that information at the website. And the website is www.solo.to forward slash reality t times two. I also have a new podcast with my friend Mikkel called Next Take Podcast. And you can either listen to us at YouTube at the link that's going to be in the show notes. I believe that is Next Take Podcast. And you can also go to our website there. You can have all the links to all of our social medias, email, everything. Our episodes as well will be at the website, which is www.solo.to forward slash next take podcast. All of the information, everything that I have just said will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.